0: They will not stop. And they will not stop Trump either. More on that coming up. Terror in Europe. Oh, it's coming. And we're going to talk about that. And climate bullcrap again. It just doesn't stop. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. It was a public holiday here where I live. And... Uh, it's uh, Islamic New Year, I believe. So, Happy New Year to any and all Muslims that may be in our audience there. Yeah, we got all that and more coming up tonight. Uh, we are going to talk about all kinds of crap, because all kinds of crap went on today. But one of the things that wasn't crap that went on today is our favorite little lady. Every show we start off with a little Miko update, and she is our baby Two and a half, uh, three three and a half year old Shiba Inu. And uh, yeah, she's doing very well. She had a great day today. Uh, This is an old picture of her, but I just wanted to get something up there on the screen to show you Miko. Anyway, she's doing really well. And she's uh, finally eating on a fairly normal schedule. Had a a good walk, met a bunch of her friends in the neighborhood. Made a new friend today, as a matter of fact. It was a part, I think it was a Malamute It looks like a husky, but its I get them confused. But anyway, yeah, so she made a new friend. She is amazing. When we first had her, we made sure that we socialized her with other dogs, other people, strangers. And so now that she's grown up, she's been incredible. She is so friendly. She'll defend her territory, make no doubt about it. But she loves all the other dogs, all the other people. She's just the friendliest dog in the neighborhood And, uh, yeah, people are always coming up and saying hi and uh, wanting to give her a pet. So our usual response is, go ahead. She's friendly. She loves it. (laughs) And she does. Our Miko update is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com slash Miko if you want a deal. And we got a great deal for you, too. BarkBox is a monthly box of goodies for your dog that will be delivered right to your door. Each month is a new theme. You get two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and an all-natural dog chew every month right to your door. Get get it delivered. If you sign up for a multi-month subscription, you can just sign up for one month if you want. want to we'll test them out. Or six or 12 months. And if you sign up for a multi-month subscription using our link, you will get a free month Absolutely, from barkbox.com slash Miko, M I K O. And if you look in our show notes down there tonight, you will see another link underneath that barkbox.com slash Miko. That will get you a different premium if you'd prefer. It's a free dog bed. Comes in three different sizes. They're beautiful. Your dog will love it. And again, it's available here through the show from that second link in our show notes. So check it out, BarkBox.com slash Miko. Thank you, BarkBox, for coming on board, taking the time to help sponsor the show. All right. They won't stop. They will never stop until they've accomplished their goal, which is apparently to try and get Donald Trump off the ballot. I mean, honestly. Look, you know, we sit around, we're outraged at this whole abuse of the law, as if it has anything to do with the law, which it doesn't. It is a gang of criminals trying to stay out of jail. It's just easiest to smear, to arrest to do to Donald Trump what they did to JFK, frankly. And that is what they will do if you let them. If they can get, think they can get away with it, they'll do it. Make no mistake. If they need to start a civil war, if they need to start a world war, to stay out of jail, they'll do that too. There's no doubt about it. These are not good people, folks. These are not good people. They are evil people. And they will destroy this country to rule over the ashes. They do not care. You remember that very famous old phrase. It is true with these people. Stop pretending it's anything other than that, because it ain't. This is from the WND.com website, and it's a great article. Please check it out. The Dark, Unnerving Truth Behind the Persecution of Donald Trump. This is a powerful report. First, let's set the stage. Two and a half centuries after being founded by visionary, God-fearing patriots, the United States of America is currently being seduced, betrayed, robbed, and ruined by an elite ruling class consisting mostly of power-addicted sociopaths. Current president, the rotting bag of flesh in the White House, Joe Biden, an absolute criminal, in fact, the patriarch, the big guy of the entire family, the entire crime family. Their influence peddling throughout many family members raked in millions, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars selling access to Biden, to foreign actors, including major enemies of the United States, Russia, China, China, China's the one you got to keep an eye out for, too. You know, I know everybody's yelling, Russia, Russia, Russia. It should be China, China, China. This is some dangerous times, folks. Well-documented, undisputable Biden's perverse border policies, which have served to intentionally engineer a mass foreign invasion of the U.S., led some members of Congress to actually accuse Biden of treason as well he likely should be. Election process by which Biden became president, of course, we all know, was completely rigged. Only those of you completely asleep or in any permanent state of denial would think otherwise. Thanks to recent revelations confirming epic collusion between the FBI and big tech, suppressing extremely negative news, about Biden just before the election. This article goes on and on, and it's absolutely true. So into this boiling cauldron of revolutionary, elitist, globalist, criminal forces, dared to step a billionaire, businessman, television celebrity, Donald J. Trump, and that famous ride down the elevator. And they never let him forget it. The problem from the perspective of the deep state is Donald Trump, and he's got to be destroyed. Having failed to knock him out during his four years as president, Russia collusion, all that other bullshit. As the Durham report concluded, which was completely false, through two circus-like impeachment trials, the D.C. elites are in overdrive to try and stop Trump not only from winning the 2024 election, but even being on the ballot, which is the reason behind all this bullcrap with these arrests. The most recent, of course, just was announced yesterday. January 6th, here we go. Unbelievable. Honest legal experts who are not in league with the Biden administration openly classify these indictments as somewhere between frivolous and idiotic, not to mention obviously politically motivated, the ultimate proof that we are living right now in not only a police state, but a completely two-tiered justice system. It it just, again, like I said, unless you're completely asleep or you've shut your mind off, You cannot possibly think otherwise, this two-tiered justice system police state that we currently have in existence here. Recently, Trump's been notified by the Department of Justice now of a, uh, he's the target of a January 6th grand jury. And here we go again. This man just continues to be mistreated. Why the deep state hates and fears and persecutes Donald Trump. David Kuplian. Treasonous charade. Trump reacts to Durham reports release saying there must be a heavy price to pay for putting our country through this. Again, all these quotes. Tucker Carlson. There's no coming back after the Trump indictment. <laughs> Incredible. The sham indictment is the last reason to desert Trump by Rachel Alexander. All these articles All these quotes, I will shatter the deep state, Trump unveils a 10-point plan. Read this whole article, it's great, folks, it really is, it's from WND.com, and the link is in our show notes, everything we talk about is always in our show notes, you can check them out, but um, the times we are living in, you know, I always say, do something. Get off your ass. And get involved. At the least, get a hold of the people who represent you. There is a link at the bottom of our In today's Show list on our show notes that will get you to a website that will tell you exactly who represents you in Congress, how to contact them, their email, uh, mailing addresses, telephone numbers. They're all there. Check it out. Get involved and do something. There's going to come a time, I, I, you know, again... When I say do something, I mean non-violently. For now. (laughs) For now. And it's it's getting, I want to say better, but it isn't getting better. It's getting worse. Michigan's Attorney General, did you hear this? Just today. They've announced now they're pressing charges against 16 people who served as false electors. For Trump in the aftermath of the 2020 election. Yep, from now, this is from MSNBC, so consider the source, but take a look and listen listen to to this. this.
1: It comes from the state of Michigan. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has just announced charges for 16 individuals who served as fake electors for Donald Trump in the aftermath of the 2020 election. The charges include conspiracy to commit forgery. Now that carries a sentence of up to 14 years in prison. Here is the announcement of these charges from Nessel herself. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. It com-
0: if I'm not mistaken, are the electors not allowed to vote for whoever they want to, even though, I mean, I, I know it philosophically seems wrong, but I i have heard or read somewhere once that even if your voters say we want person a an elector from the electoral college is able to vote for whomever they want if i'm wrong put it in the chat let me know cuz i'm pretty sure that's the case i'm i'm almost positive that, that is able to be done. I don't know. But bottom line is, what Michigan is trying to do is, while the big guys and the elites keep chipping away at Trump, charging him with this, charging him with this, some other ridiculous charge, indictment, some bullshit, now they're starting to get at the base, the foundation, the people underneath him. They're going to go under the levels and start poke, 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 poke. It's an all-out campaign. If you can't see that, you've been living in a cave. They're just gonna keep on doing it. But if I'm if like I said, if I'm not mistaken, I think electors from the Electoral College are allowed, are able to vote for whomever they choose, in spite of what the voting public might have told them. I think. I could be wrong. I often am. (laughs) All right, net zero. Yeah, net zero. It's stupid time. More Climate crap, it never goes away. Two decades, 20 years, 5 trillion of investments already. The UN demanding, I hope you're sitting down, 150 trillion dollars from you and me, from ordinary people, for an unproven theory. A new religion, if you will. And you are not even allowed to question it. This net zero climate change, carbon emissions crap. This is from TikTok. I hate using TikTok videos because that app is an absolute nightmare. But they post some interesting stuff. Take, Take a, a listen.
1: listen. Frightening. Frightening. to wake up having a dream. Here's the reality. Oil, natural gas, and coal provide 84% of all the world's energy. That's down just two percentage points from 20 years ago. And oil still powers nearly 97% of all global transportation. Contrary to headlines claiming that we're rapidly transitioning away from fossil fuels, it's just not happening two decades and $5 trillion of governments investing in green energy, and we've barely moved the needle. This was supposed to be easy. Why is it so hard? In a word, rocks. To get the same amount of energy from solar and wind that we now get from fossil fuels, we're going to have to massively increase mining by more than 1,000%. This isn't speculation, this is physics copper, iron ore, silicon, nickel, chromium, zinc, cobalt, lithium, graphite, and rare earth metals like neodymium. We need them all. And then those metals and materials have to be turned into motors, turbine blades, solar panels, batteries, and hundreds of other industrial components. That also takes lots of energy, which requires even more mining. Scary, 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 scary. And that's
0: just a portion of that video. I encourage you to go watch the whole thing, share it on your social media, it's brilliant. And it explains exactly how, not only is there no particular climate crisis, and it's all just bullcrap, but the things you think you're doing to solve the problem, ain't solving the problem. But you know that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know what? This is exactly what I just said. The things you think you're doing to solve the problem ain't solving the problem. In 2017, how many years ago was that? 17, 18, 19, 20, six years ago, the UAE foreign minister, I know, hang on, stand by, 2017, the foreign minister of the UAE warned Europe what was coming Europeans didn't listen they opened the gates they let these illegal immigrants in and now the trouble is starting in fact it's not just starting it's continuing but take a listen to what this guy said and remember this was 2017 and, uh, and, and let me say this in English, so you can understand what I'm saying. I have translation. No, I know <laughs> you have translation, but I'm j- I just want to make sure you get it right. <laughs> there will come a day that we will see far more radical extremists and terrorists coming
1: out of Europe because of the lack of decision-making Trying to be politically correct or
0: assuming that they know the Middle East and they know Islam and they know the others far better than we do. And I'm I'm sorry, but that's pure ignorance. Boom. From his mouth. I'm sorry, but that's pure ignorance. That was 2017. And, man, I'll bet most of the European countries wish they'd listened to him back then. Take a look at this. This is amazing. The link is in our show notes. You'll want to check this out. Migrant crisis. Here we are. Migration to Europe explained in seven charts. Which countries are migrants from? Take a look. Top ten. Applying for asylum in the EU. Syria, number one by a long shot. These are in the thousands, by the way, so that's over 350,000. In order, going down, Afghanistan, Iraq, Kosovo, Albania, Pakistan, Eritrea? I don't even know what that is. I thought I was fairly well-versed in geography. Nigeria, Iran, or Iran, and the Ukraine. Under 50,000, like half. Wow. Where are they going? Take a look at this chart. Asylum claims in Europe. 1.3 over million asylum claims. And take a look at this map. Look, Germany by far the most. Hungary's way up there. Sweden, Austria. This is frightening stuff. Basically, though, if you look... They're everywhere. Holy crap. How do they get to Europe? Take a look. EU countries. They're in yellow. Wow. All these different ways. In, mostly from the top of Africa. How dangerous is the journey? Migrant deaths in the Mediterranean by month. Look at that. January. January. All the way through December, there's an August. Is that August? Yeah. Wow. These charts are amazing. Absolutely incredible, this information. Which European countries are the most affected? Although Germany has the most asylum seekers, Hungary had the highest in proportion to its population. So that particular chart was a little deceiving. Despite having closed their borders with Croatia in an attempt to stop the flow in October, nearly 1,800 refugees per 100,000 of Hungary's local population claimed asylum. Sweden, close behind with 1,600. The figure for Germany is only 587. For the UK, 60 applicants for every 100,000 residents the average in the EU 260 wow look at that that's amazing there's more of the, how europe's responded things that uh, asylum claims how many got approved uh, is a great great chart great great list in that link in our show notes check it out cuz it's uh, it's amazing and it relates back to what that uh, minister from the EU was saying it's happened already It's going to keep on happening until you folks wake up and realize you knew I was a snake when you let me in. You remember that one, don't you? All right. Gender-affirming surgery. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It never goes away. We're going to talk a little about that now, but a whole bunch of doctors all around the world have said, not a good idea, dangerous stuff. Don't screw around. Before we get to that, though, let's get to our one of our sponsors here. We appreciate them uh, helping out on the show here. And that is Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee is the most amazing coffee. First of all, the coffee is incredible. But in addition to that, this is a company that shares our American conservative values blackout coffee the founders believe in the importance of hard work personal responsibility family respect traditional american values this coffee in addition to that is amazing it is a small batch roasted company that it goes above and beyond to have the best beans grown at the right atmosphere and altitude and the right soil And then they are packed and shipped, roasted, sent to you 24 to 48 hours after they've been roasted. They're at your doorstep. And that means you've got a fresh roasted bag of beans to make the most amazing coffee. Throw that brown water crap out you've been using. Support not only a company that supports our values and America, but also makes the most incredible cup of coffee you ever tasted. Guaranteed. It is absolutely amazing, this company, and this coffee is incredible. You will love it. And if you use our special link, you'll get an amazing deal from Blackout Coffee. Also at checkout, use the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout. You will get 20% off your first order. That's a damn good deal. 20% off your first order with the promo code J20. The link is the top link in our show notes, and I encourage you to go over and check them out. Get yourself a deal on some amazing coffee. You'll never go back to that, like I said, that brown water crap you've been drinking because it is really good stuff. All right, here we go. Gender-affirming care. (laughs) Not. The risks are significant. This is from Blaze, theblaze.com. Twenty-one international doctors have warned against gender-affirming hormones and surgeries for young people. Coalition of International Doctors wrote an open letter warning against hormones and surgeries as the first line of treatment for youths diagnosed with gender dysphoria. This letter was just published last week by the Wall Street Journal, signed by 21 clinicians and researchers from nine countries. Finland, the UK, Sweden, Norway, Belgium, France, Switzerland, South Africa, and the United States. The letter was in response to another letter published in early July by the Endocrine Society president, Stephen Hams, he was an advocate for the use of hormone therapy treatments and what he called, quote, life-saving, gender-affirming care. They claimed that more than 2,000 studies published since 75 form a clear picture. This is their words, not mine. Gender-affirming care improves the well-being of transgender and gender-diverse people and reduces the risk of of suicide. However, the Coalition of International Doctors is pushing back, stating this claim is not supported by the best available evidence. As experienced professionals involved in direct care for rapidly growing numbers of gender-diverse youth, the evaluation of medical evidence, or both, We were surprised by the Endocrine Society's claims about the state of evidence for gender-affirming care for youth, the doctors wrote. The letter says evidence for mental health benefits for hormone intervention for minors is of low or very low certainty. The doctors explained the risks involved with hormone treatment on children included sterility, lifelong dependence on medication, and, of course, the anguish of regret, because some of this stuff is irreversible. For this reason, more and more European countries, international professional groups, now recommending psychotherapy rather than hormones and surgeries as the first line of treatment for gender dysphoric youth. Because right now, the first line, Ah, oh, you think you're a girl? Great, well, cut off your nuts. You th- I'm not kidding. Here, take some hormones. Get over it. These doctors are pushing back, and good on you. Articles in our show notes, read it, share it out with your friends, get the word out there, let people know. There are people who say, no more. Good for you. Keep your damn hands off our kids. Blackout coffee. By the way, my new mug is coming. This is one of our old show logo notes. We have a new logo, obviously. It's over there. Uh, and I put that on all of our merchandise. It's now available. We got some new merchandise. It Link is in our show notes for the uh, Jay Sheldon merch. You can check out our store. We got some really cool stuff over there and some great prices too. So if you'd like to help support the show... Pick yourself up a coffee mug, a t-shirt, tank top, hoodie. And uh, yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Check it out. All right. Big Brother is coming back into your life. Strong and powerful, whether you like it or not. You know the ring doorbells? You've seen a lot of footage of different things that have happened. We've played some on this show where uh, ring doorbells have caught people doing this, that, or the other thing. Well, guess what? It's getting worse. Did I say worse? Did I mean better? No, I meant worse. Your ring doorbell basically records when it senses motion of somebody at your front door. But, you know, unless you actually are looking at it, you can't necessarily tell who that is. Not anymore. There is a new home video doorbell that has social media powered facial Recognition. When you walk up to somebody's front door, it scans your face, does a search, and pops up your Facebook profile. I'm not kidding. Irvini, a player in the smart home and security sector, unveiled the latest project. It's the Irvini Smart Doorbell. Apparently, the technology is aiming to meld AI and pattern recognition to create a rather sophisticated home security system. The degree to which this venture could compromise privacy raises some rather significant questions, of course. Wow. It's uh, got a 7.5 full touchscreen IPS display. Here it is. That's on your phone. And what happens is the feature-laden device boasts the fingerprint and facial recognition. An 8-megapixel camera, round-the-clock streaming, night vision, AI-powered edge lighting. The sheer amount of personal data gathered by these advanced functionalities can be alarming. You will be amazed. Take a look at this. Here's this is sample, but this is there's their Instagram and their Facebook because they ID'd the people from their pictures. Here's who showed up at your door today. Wow, there you go. You see that? Identifies who it is based on their social media. Amazing. Central Command Center for Home Security and Automation. Driven by AI capable of facial and pattern recognition, it can identify visitors using data from popular social media sites like Facebook. The level of access takes surveillance into some rather worrying territory. Users can mark unwanted individuals and trigger alerts when they're near the property. If you're just walking by, dang This thing logs all kinds of details about who arrives, who departs from your house. It may seem useful on the surface of things, but it leverages images from social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, which will then tell their homeowners who's visiting you. This kind of gathering of data, again, your personal data going into some data bank somewhere, being used without your permission. Think about it. Frightening. With the introduction of smart doorbell and home brain security system, Irvani uh, seems to be steering the home security industry towards a future underpined by comprehensive surveillance and just what we need, yet another way of sticking you in a database and keeping track of who you are, where you are, and who you visit. You like that idea? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should be fighting back against this kind of crap at every chance you get. All right. Uh, we got our book coming up in just a bit. I got one more for you. As you know, we always like to do our last story here before you start reading our book. In some sort of good news in one way or the other. And I saw this today. It's from a tweet, uh, Twitter account called Dudes Posting Their Ws. And this is great. This is cool. You know, you hear so much stuff these days about kids, useless kids, irresponsible kids, who just can't seem to find the way to do the right thing. Well, take a look at this. Remember, we we're just talking now about ring doorbells. This is one recorded by a ring doorbell. But it's great. Watch what happens. This person who posted this says, This is my daughter getting dropped off after a party. Watch. Hey, Mommy. (laughs) I'm Ronnie I drove her home my girlfriend's in the car what man what a guy what a guy that's the kind of guy we need about 8 million more of in this country that is amazing there still are some very very good people in this world she was drunk he drove her home With no ill intention, because as he said, I gotta go, my girlfriend's in the car. (laughs) I love that story. I love it. You see, there's a ring doorbell that actually recorded something good for a change. (laughs) Okay. As you know, from the very beginning of this show, 412 episodes ago, we read books. In the beginning, we were reading classic children's literature. Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, all kinds of great ones. And uh, then uh, one of our viewers asked if we couldn't try 1984. Not children's classic literature, but very appropriate for this show. And since it's in the public domain... And I love that book, I, absolutely, so we've been reading it. <clears throat> Excuse me, coffee break time. It is absolutely amazing. You know, Elon Musk posted something on Twitter, to which I replied, uh, we read that book at the end of our show. I don't know if he's, if, Elon, if you're out there watching tonight, thank you. Be sure you click the follow button over here. Very important you, you do that, click that follow button. Anyway, he mentioned uh, George Orwell and how prophetic he was. And, uh, yeah, this book has been absolutely incredible. Uh, We're up to chapter 18. We're getting through that. And uh, Winston has been arrested and Julia. They've been separated, of course. And Winston is being held in a rather unusual cell by the thought police and uh, at the Ministry of Love, he assumes. We're continuing on now with George Orwell's incredible 1984. Sometimes he tried to calculate the number of porcelain bricks in the walls of the cell. Should have been easy, but he always lost count at some point or another. More often, he wondered where he was and what time of day it was. At one moment, he felt certain it was broad daylight outside, and the next, equally certain, it was pitch darkness. In this place, he knew instinctively the lights would never be turned out. It was the place with no darkness. He saw now why O'Brien had seemed to recognize the illusion. In the Ministry of Love, there were no windows. His cell might be at the heart of the building or against an outer wall. might be ten floors below ground or thirty above it. He moved himself mentally from place to place, tried to. "'determined by the feeling of his body, "'whether he was perched high in the air "'or buried deep underground. "'There was the sound of marching boots outside. "'The steel door opened with a clang. "'A young officer, trim, black uniformed figure, "'seemed to glitter all over with polished leather, "'whose pale, straight-featured face "'was like a wax mask, "'stepped smartly through the doorway.' He motioned to the guards outside to bring in the prisoner they were leading. The poet, Ampleforth, shambled into the cell, and the door clanged shut again. Ampleforth made one or two uncertain movements from side to side, as though having some idea there was another door to go out of, and then began to wander up and down the cell. He'd not yet noticed Winston's presence, "'His troubled eyes were gazing at the wall "'about a meter above the level of Winston's head. "'He was shoeless, large. "'Dirty toes were sticking out of the holes in his socks. "'He was also several days away from a shave. "'A scrubby beard covered his face to the cheekbones, "'giving him an air of ruffianism "'that went oddly with his long, weak frame "'and nervous movements.' Winston roused himself a little from his lethargy. He must speak to Ampleforth and risk the yell from the telescreens. It was even conceivable that Ample, uh, Ampleforth was the bearer of the razor blade. Ampleforth, he said. There was no yell from the telescreen. Ampleforth paused, mildly startled. His eyes focused themselves slowly on Winston. Ah, Smith, he said. You, too. What are you in for? To tell you the truth, he sat down awkwardly on the bench opposite. There's only one offense, is there not? he said. And have you committed it? (laughs) Apparently I have. He put his hand to his forehead, pressed his temples for a moment, as though trying to remember something. Uh, These things happen, he began, vaguely. I've been able to recall one instance, a, a, a possible instance. It was an indiscretion, undoubtedly. We were producing a definitive edition of the poems of Kipling. I allowed the word God to remain at the end of a line. I couldn't help it, he added almost indignantly, raising his face to look at Winston. It was impossible to change the line. The rhyme was rod. Do you realize there are only twelve rhymes to rod in the entire language? For days I racked my brain. There was no other rhyme. The expression in his face changed. The annoyance passed out of it, and for a moment he almost looked pleased. A sort of intellectual warmth, the joy of the pendant who's found out some useless fact, though the dirt and scrubby hair. Has it ever occurred to you, he said, that the whole history of English poetry has been determined by the fact that the English language lacks rhymes? No, that particular thought had never occurred to Winston. Winston. "'Nor in the circumstances did it strike him as very important or interesting. "'Do you know what time of day it is?' he said. Ampleforth looked startled again. "'I'd hardly thought about it. "'They arrested me. It could be two days ago, perhaps three. "'His eyes flitted round the walls as though he half expected to find a window somewhere. "'There's no difference between night and day in this place.' I do not see how one can calculate the time. They talked, desultatory, for some minutes, and then, without any apparent reason, a yell from the telescreen bade them to be silent. Winston sat quietly, his hands crossed. Ampleforth, too large to sit in comfort, on the narrow bench, fidgeted from side to side, clasping his hands, first round one knee, then round the other. The telescreen barked at him to keep still. Time passed. Twenty minutes, an hour. It was difficult to judge. Once more, there was a sound of boots outside. Winston's entrails contracted. Soon, very soon, perhaps in five minutes, perhaps now, the tramp of boots would mean that his turn had come. The door opened. The cold-faced young officer stepped into the cell. With a brief movement of the hand, he indicated Ampleforth. Room 101, he said. Ampleforth marched clumsily out between the guards, his face vaguely perturbed but uncomprehending. What seemed like a long time passed. The pain in Winston's belly had revived. His mind sagged round and round on the same trick, like a ball falling again and again into the same series of slots. He had only six thoughts. The pain in his belly, a piece of bread, the blood and the screaming, O'Brien, Julia, the razor blade. There was another spasm in his entrails. The heavy boots were approaching. As the door opened, the wave of air that it created brought in a powerful smell of cold sweat. Parsons walked into the cell. He was wearing khaki shorts and a sports shirt. This time, Winston was startled into self-forgetfulness. "'You here?" he said. Parsons gave Winston a glance, in which there was neither interest nor surprise, but only misery. He began walking jerkily up and down, evidently unable to keep still, and every time he straightened his pudgy knees, it was apparent that they were trembling. His eyes had a wide-open, staring look, as though he could not prevent himself from gazing at something in the middle distance. "'What are you in for?' "'said Winston. "'Thought crime,' said Parsons, almost blubbering. "'The tone of his voice implied at once "'a complete admission of his guilt "'and a sort of incredulous horror "'that such a word could be applied to him. "'You don't think they'll shoot me, do you?' "'They don't shoot you if you haven't actually done anything, "'only thoughts which you can't help.' I know they give you a fair hearing. Oh well, I trust them for that. They—they'll they'll know my record, won't they? You know what kind of chap I was—not—not not a bad chap in any way, but not brainy, of course, but—but but keen. I tried to do my best for the party, didn't I? I'll get off with five years, don't you think? Or, or even ten years. A chap like me could make himself pretty useful in a labor camp. They wouldn't shoot me for going off the rails just once. "'Are you guilty?' said Winston. "'Course I'm guilty,' said Parsons, with a servile glance at the telescreen. "'You don't think the party would arrest an innocent man, do you?' His frog-like face grew calmer, even took on a slight sanctimonious expression. "'Thought crime is a dreadful thing, old man.' he said sententiously an insidious I, I can can i can get a hold of you without even you knowing it do you know how it got a hold of me in my sleep yes that's a fact there i was working away trying to do my bit never knew i had any bad stuff in my mind at all and then i started talking in my sleep you know what they heard me saying? He sank his voice like someone who's obliged, for medical reasons, to utter an obscenity Down with big brother. Yes, I said that. Said it over and over again. It seems, between you and me, old man, I'm, I'm glad they got me before it went any further. Do you know what I'm going to say to them when I go up before the tribunal? Thank you. I'm going to say thank you for saving me before it was too late. Who denounced you? said Winston. It was my little daughter, said Parsons, with a sort of doleful pride. She listened at the keyhole, heard what I was saying, and nipped off to the patrols the very next day. Pretty smart for a nipper of seven, eh? I don't bear any grudge for it. In fact, I'm proud of her. It shows I brought her up in the right spirit anyway. He made a few more jerky movements up and down several times, casting a longing glance at the lavatory pan. And then suddenly, he ripped down his shorts. Excuse me, old man, he said, I, I can't help it. It's the waiting. He plumped his large posterior in the lavatory pan. and Winston covered his face with his hand. Smith! yelled the voice from the telescreen. 6079 Smith, W, uncover your face. No faces covered in the cells. Winston uncovered his face. Parsons used the lavatory loudly, abundantly, and then turned out that the plug was defective and the cells stank abominably for hours. Afterwards, I think that's a good spot to cut it off for tonight <laughs> wow George Orwell's 1984 we will continue that on tomorrow night's stream this is fascinating Hey, be sure and hit the follow button. It's right over here. Very easy to do. Costs you nothing. Absolutely free. It'll let you be notified whenever we are going live, which is Monday through Friday. Any other specials we happen to do, you'll find out about it first. Just hit that follow button right there. Very important. It's important to the show. It's absolutely free for you. And we really, really do appreciate that. All right. And uh, don't forget all of our sponsors. Everything we talked about tonight, all of our great sponsors with some amazing deals are in our show notes You can find that down below. And I will see you all tomorrow.
1: Snort.